Here they come! Hello, and welcome to episode 139 of Effectively Speaking, the podcast that takes a look at some of the special effects sequences of film and television, be they classic, average, or duff. I'm your host, Eric Moore, and today I'm joined by Chris Irons to discuss the ending of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Excuse me, Miss Salome, can I talk to you for a minute? Are you a penitent man, Chris? Penitent man, penitent man. Yes, <laughs> I know you've you've been chanting that before I uh, connected with you. Absolutely, you? yes, I was. Good, good. Do you have your hat? I I don't. Do you have a whip? I see a whip from here. Oh, what an Indiana Jones whip? Well, it's a toy whip. Yeah, it was like you know for like five year olds, but <laughs> I do have one over there. Oh, good, good. Well, that's more than what I've got. I haven't got a hat. I haven't got a whip. I'm not particularly penitent. Um, I'm certainly not kneeling down right now. I'm sat down. Um, good, good. So, yeah, welcome back to the show, Chris. It's good to um, be back. Thank you. And this is, I, when you told me what we were doing, I was like, okay. Yes. Wait, I, I had a joke. Damn it. I had a joke. Ready? When, when you picked me to be on this episode, you have chosen wisely. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'll let you know at the end of it. You know, I'll, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll let the listener decide whether I chose wisely or poorly, <laughs> shall we? Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So, um, yes, I mean, yeah, welcome back to the show. Of course, you and I have discussed the ending of a Indiana Jones film before because I checked, I've just checked on the Neozaz site. It was two years ago that you and I talked about the end of Raiders. Oh, excellent. Which has people fading away to nothing. Um, and here we are back for Last Crusade. Now, the reason your back and the reason we're doing this is uh, a show you and Dave do i.e. Indiana Jones in character yeah um, has had a bit of a resurgence just lately hasn't it we we have and it's been maybe every week and we've been doing episodes and we've been doing some trivia in between the episodes and yeah it's 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 fun to to dust off the hat and whip again and you know bring it back for a while and it's and it's great to have you back you know um, I missed you guys talking indie and um a little while ago, you did do a Donovan episode, did. didn't you? You yes, talked about old Walter Donovan, and you mentioned, you and Dave rather graciously, thank you very much, mentioned, uh, effectively speaking, and you said, oh, we should do it on effectively speaking, cover the special effects of the end of this film. So that's why you're here. As soon as I heard that, it's like, that's a bloody good idea. Chris will have to come back sometime to do it. So that's why we're, we are now here talking this, isn't it? So all I have to do is, is ask, and then it will be received from you, and it will, it will make it so it will happen. Well, there you go. There okay. you go. So, so yeah, okay. welcome back. Let's Thank get you. into it, shall we? Okay. Um, um, oh, and I'll tell you what, before we start talking about it, I don't know, because it was two years ago that we did the Raiders one. Did you, when you were on that show, did you list your preference on the Indiana Jones films? And if you didn't, would you like to maybe do it now? Just let folks know just, you know, your your order of films that you prefer. Yeah, it, I probably have, and it's it's always the same. It matter when when you ask me, it's, it's it's Raiders, Crusade, Doom, and Skull. But Crusade and Raiders, though, for me sometimes it's neck and neck. Like they're they're both like almost identical. But I guess since Raiders is the original, maybe that's why that's always bumped up a little bit. And do, I love Doom too. It, it's it's third place, not because I don't like it, because it's just you know it's not as good as Raiders and, and uh, Crusade. And then mm. there's Crystal Skull. <laughs> yeah. I don't think anyone would have Crystal Skull other than Fourth. Yeah, well, a lot of people, I think, including Dave, a lot of people still call the Indiana Jones a trilogy and don't even mention Part Four. No, no, it, <laughs> it's true, isn't it? You yeah, know? yeah. Even yeah. though it's, it's a quadrilogy, but yeah, no one mentions Part Three. No, I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I, I never ever consider Last Crusade to be anywhere near Raiders. I, I, I think there's a massive 
gap between Raiders. Raiders, I, I hold in the highest esteem. Right. And and while I, I enjoy Last Crusade, I mean, I've said this before about the Superman film um, and the very first Star Wars film. Really, if they had never made any sequels to Raiders of the Lost Ark and it was just one standalone film, I'd have been perfectly happy with that, you know, because I, I think agree. it's almost textbook filmmaking. You know, I, I I find it very, 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 very hard to fault Raiders of the Lost Ark. And that's the testament of a good film, you know. Would you, would you end your life if they remade Raiders? If they, <laughs> if they recast it and, and remade it, would that just kill you? Would that just like bother the hell out of you? It I would like, if that happened, I would arrange for a big boulder to fall on top of me you know <laughs> yeah because there's certain movies like i think raiders like back to the future jaws there's some just et e- e- there's some classics maybe don't touch them don't no, make them no don't just leave them. them alone and, yeah. and, and as i say it, it's not that you know the the sequels to raiders of lost ark watered down or diluted the film the film is absolutely terrific still mm-hmm. it's just like you know if i could pick one that would be it and and by a very large margin uh, from the other three definitely Mm. And, and and that's a movie like, you know, if you're 10, 20, or 40, or 80, 100, whatever, you watch it anytime, and you still love it, no matter how old you are, you still love it. It's it's the one my my frequent co-host, uh, Ian, says, you know, it's one of those things, if you're flicking through the TV channels, and you just happen ac- across it, you just stop. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where in the film you are, you will can quite happily stop and just continue watching you know absolutely even though we all have it on whatever dvd blu-ray it's, it's streaming now but if it's still on some kind of tv channel yep it's staying on for yep, a while you stop. You, know? you stop all right so last crusade and it's the end of last crusade so um i'm going to put an audio clip in i think i'll put it in just about there make a okay. note of the time from the lion's head So, the end of the film. I thought what we would do is we'll go from when when they arrive at the canyon of the crescent moon. Okay. All right. Just after the big tank battle. We'll have to do the tank battle at some time as well. That was great too. <laughs> yeah. And of course, you know, um, we're talking special effects and there is a special effect and it's quite startling. I mean, I, I wasn't aware that um, when you see... Uh, just before they get there, when you see this canyon of the crescent moon and you can see it is, yes, a canyon that's in the shape of a crescent moon. I just thought that was a map painting, but it's not. It's quite an extensive model as well. I mean, the actual... Yeah, the the canyon itself is is like a tabletop miniature, but it's got to be about 10 feet across. And then at the back of that is is the uh, map painting of the mountains, you know? Okay, okay. I always thought, yeah, that's what the whole thing was there. Yeah, I thought it was all a painting, but no, no, no. I'll, I'll put it on the Facebook page. Um, um, you know, uh, a really fantastic shot of that. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, then they go in, and and of course, that entrance is real, isn't it? The entrance into the the temple. Uh, yeah, that's... isn't it? Yeah, I've seen actual pictures of people like on vacation or whatnot. Um, yeah, it's that. in Jordan. It, it's an ancient city called Petra in Jordan. 
Um, and it's one I'd love to go to, you know. Yeah. But it's like going to, you know, the Great Pyramids and stuff like that. Even though I'm a tourist and it's very hypocritical of me to say it, I'd like to go then where, go there when there's no tourists. Yeah, just do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they would everything. just spoil the Atmos. I would like to be the only person there, you, you know, and, and, and just walk in Indy's steps, you know. Um, but no, what I find interesting about that, um, that temple is it's also called the Lost City because it was lost for hundreds and hundreds of years. People had literally forgotten about it. And uh, it was only rediscovered in 1812. So it was deserted? Like, yeah, it was went deserted. Like in 1810? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, in 1810, nobody knew it was there. Everybody had forgotten about it. Wow. It was only rediscovered, um, you know, just over 200 years ago. Um, but for like a thousand years, nobody knew it was there. Wow. And it's always weird, like, when you look at it, it's like, how does something like that even happen? Like, how do you make that? How do you carve that? Exactly. I mean, it is so immense. Yeah. You think, oh, that's a special effect. That's just plastic, you know, yeah. or that's a painting. But no, that's real. And you can see why they went there. If you, if you want an ancient temple, you know, um, yeah, that's about as good as it gets, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's a top uh, temple there, yeah. Yeah, but of course, you know, the inside isn't. You're in a studio just outside London. Um, yeah. Um, so I thought we would start really where Henry's been shot, hasn't he, to make yeah. Indy go through because Donovan's already been sending his soldiers through and we know something's up because they keep getting beheaded. Yes, their their heads come rolling down the steps. <laughs> yes, yeah. So Indy has to go and he has to face the trials and so he goes up those stairs past the lion statues and into the cobweb tunnel. And, Which... Um, which I just, just just tell my wife, I don't mind spiders. I mean, she's always a mess. Her and my daughter, like, get the spider, kill it, whatever. If I walk through a spider web, I am gone. Really? I cannot stand spider webs and how they touch your, your skin and they just, they, you can't get it off. Bothers the hell out of me. <laughs> Even though you know there's not a spider on that web. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just the, web. the feel. Is it the feel of the web? It's just the web. I don't care if there's 40 spiders on it. The spiders don't, don't bother me. I pick them up with my hand. I throw them out the window, whatever. It's the spider web that just gave me the heebie-jeebies, and I, I hate it. What about <laughs> fake webs, though? If, no! If, if you're no. on a ghost train... And, yeah. and, you know, and it's all dark and then something brushes against your face and you're meant to think it's a cobweb. You're all right with that. I'm okay with it because I know it's, it's just string. It's just, you know, it's, it's yarn. It's fake. Right. So when you watch this, because he's just about to go in a very, very cobweb tunnel, isn't yeah. he? Far more cobweb than the tunnel in um, Raiders of Lost Ark. Right. Um, you, your skin doesn't crawl at that, does it? It's not until he, there's the one where it's, it's on his hat and he peels it off his hat. See, I don't like that. That bit when it's on his hat, that is, that totally to me looks like shop bought Halloween fake cobwebs. Well, it doesn't even, look real. Right, because it usually sticks to your hand. You got to shake it off. Or you got to rub against something to get it off your hand. But he just peels it off like it's like it's um cotton or something. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, all the while he's going along, he and Henry are chanting about the penitent man will pass. Penitent man, penitent man. You know your little chant. Yeah. Penitent man, penitent man. I think it goes on a bit too long. It's like, yeah, I get it, I get it. It's a penitent man. You've got to be a penitent man. And um, when he reaches the point where the trap is sprung, he luckily realizes that, you know, a penitent man is humble before God. A penitent man kneels before God. Right. Do you, when he goes, kneels like that, do you think a general Zod every time? Because I know yeah, I what? do. Never. I never even thought of that, but that's no. a great point, yeah. No, every time he goes, Niels, and it's like, I've just got Terrence Stamp with his little goatee pointing at the floor, you know, <laughs> yeah, every yeah, time. It makes, it makes sense. I never even thought of that, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, now, these these blades come out, you know, he does his little, you know, gymnastic bit to get past them and everything. Yeah. Um, I've never really liked the blades. Um, they, they, they don't look natural. They don't look real. When they're moving, you think, oh, I don't know, that's, that's some sort of animation. And it was some sort of animation. But even when they stop and they stop spinning and, you know, he says, oh, I'm through. Yeah. They were actually on set, but there's just something about them. They don't look right. They, they're colored oddly. They've got a strange... I the, totally the, agree. The, the, the way they're lit or the way that they're colored, they don't look like killer saw blades do they and they don't look like they belong there you know what i mean no. and they look kind of new for being here however how long and cutting off how many heads there's 
they're not only worn down or bloody or rusty. You know what I mean? They just look like someone just installed them. And you're right. They just when he's walking over and that wind blows, I love that scene because mm. you know something's coming. But when the blades appear and they spin around and then they then he stops it, it yeah, it doesn't look right. Yeah, because this that this trial is called the breath of God, isn't it? And and, yeah. and that is supposedly the breath of God. I don't know where that wind's coming from and how that wind. I mean, presumably, Indy triggers something. He he steps on a on on a stone or something, and that's what triggers the the blades to come out. Right. And then go back in again because each time you know the next person comes along, you know the blades aren't there, and he steps on it, or the breath comes through. I don't know how that works, but yeah, of course you're not meant to think this much about it. You just go along for the ride, don't you? Of course, oh, yeah, it's just another Indiana Jones, you know, temple adventure kind of thing, you know. Yeah, but of course, when you're doing podcasts, then and you're thinking, what can I talk about? What can I say about this? You look at it a bit further than you would normally do, you yeah. know, and and oh, that's yeah. and that's when you think that. A thought that occurred to me is, you know, if one of Donovan's soldiers was very very short. He could have got through that trap, couldn't he? If, if he would have had Warwick Davis to help him walk there through you go. there. Warwick Davis as a Nazi. <laughs> um, yeah. Goose stepping through there. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, he would have beaten that trap. He would, have, he would have had no problem. As long as he's shorter than Harrison Ford when he's kneeling, he would be all right. Yeah, but I think Warwick, he's probably taller than that, I guess. Huh? Has to be like, maybe like a, like a four-year-old. <laughs> I've met Warwick Davis. He's... Um, no, yeah, yeah, he's he's shorter than if I was kneeling down. Yeah, he, yeah, he is considerably shorter. So he would be all right, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Um, now, normally on Effectively Speaking, we talk about a sequence and at the end we do behind the scenes. But because they're, we're talking about a number of effects today, I thought after we've talked about a section of it, we'll do the behind the scenes on it. All right? Okay. That sounds good. So, yeah, so for this, as I say, yeah, I mean, the, the blades, they are a combination. It's uh, fully operational blades, which come out of that wall and spin. And, uh, yeah, miniature blades blue screened in by ILM. Because, of course, you know, it's a it's a Lucas Spielberg film. Therefore, it is ILM, isn't it? So, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, he's through. He goes on to the next trial, which is the Word of God. Um, yeah. And as I say, he's got these very fake-looking cobwebs hanging from his hat. Well, when he goes in, and, he, and he, there's a whole wall covered. He just puts his hand through, and he just pulls it to the side. I couldn't do that. <laughs> so I was going to say, you, there's no way you could be Indiana Jones. You see him yeah. in Raiders of the Lost Ark when he when he jumps out the thing, and he's covered he's, in it. It's he's like covered. he's got a blanket of cobwebs. Yes, yeah. and then he hands hands the idol up up, up to Belloc, and the spider webs follow his hand, and up yeah, to... they go with him. Oh, you yeah. couldn't do that. You would have passed I out. Do that. I couldn't do yeah. that. <laughs> well, he goes through that curtain of cobwebs and he finds the alphabet checkerboard. And uh, he knows he has to step on the letters of the word of God, doesn't yes. he? Yes. And, uh, and, and I guess we need to know beforehand that, you know, uh, Jehovah begins with an I and not a J. But why, and again, this is me just being pedantic because I'm talking on a podcast. Why does Henry, who's near death, all of a sudden go... You know, but but of course, in the Latin alphabet, Jehovah begins with an I. Why does he? I know he's telling the audience that, but that just seems a bit odd that he would just blurt that out, don't you think? Well, it's kind of like both of them, him, him and and Indy, both were thinking J, and then all of a sudden they remembered where they were, and oh no, no, it's I. Like maybe they both had the same explosion of idea. I think. Yeah, but hasn't Indiana Jones studied his dad's diary on, on the flight over from America? Surely, you know, Henry would have drawn this alphabet thing with Jehovah, but with an I, wouldn't he? Maybe he fell asleep on the plane, and maybe he was almost at that time. Ah, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> maybe he's dyslexic. I don't or know. Or that, yeah, or that, you know? Yeah, because he cocks it up, doesn't he? He, he? he steps on the J, and his foot goes through. And, yeah. and, and well, he all goes through because we've got this br brilliant shot of him dangling through the uh, through the floor, but it's the ceiling down yeah, below in the chasm. I'm guessing that's a matte painting. I'm I'm assuming. I'll tell you about that in okay. a minute, right? Okay. But again, being being a pedantic, I'm thinking, how the bloody hell did they make this? You know? know, that's very quick setting cement, right? Because 
in originally, when you see, you know, Indiana Jones and he's hanging through the hole, and you yeah. see the underside of the floor, which is the roof of this chasm, you were supposed to see columns which were holding up the correct letters. There were and there's not, huh? so, and, and there's not. Yeah. So, so when he steps on a okay one, the correct one, what is stopping that from falling? You're absolutely right. I was thinking that because yeah, it's like what's holding it up so it doesn't break through. You're absolutely yeah. right. And what's also holding up the ones that are fake? That's it, it. It's some sort of cement that will hold them in place unless somebody steps on it, in which case it will fall through. Maybe they had that kind of cement back in the day. We, we just don't know that. <laughs> when they lost the secret for it. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah. So if Warwick Davis went through there and he was really, really light as well as short, he could get across this trap as well, couldn't he? I think if, if he just ran straight through real quick, by the time his foot landed on a thing that was wrong, he'd be already off of it. You know what I mean? Oh, it's like in Takeshi's Castle when they're running across the stepping stones and one of them's a fake one. If you go fast enough, yeah. it doesn't matter because your foot's matter. on and off. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think a very fat rat walking across that would have set set it off? I Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> But it couldn't have done, because this isn't a, a trap that can reset. The last one, the blades, it resets yeah. each go, doesn't it? But presumably, then, no one in, in like, 2,000 years has managed to get that far to actually attempt to go over that. Because I can't see that knight going out with, a um, you, you know, some, some cement, cement and mortar yeah. and gluing them all back on again. Not at all. And I think that's why, yeah, no one made it past the, um, the two blades, because they got chopped up. No, I think that's the end of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, did you know? I can't remember when you did the Donovan um, uh, episode. Um, did you know that originally this chasm idea wasn't going to be there when Indy steps on the J instead of the I? A big spider was supposed to come out from underneath and attack him. No, like a like a, like a, like a huge spider. Yeah, yeah, like a, a, a stupidly large one. No, you know? I didn't know that. Yeah, um, but uh, and they did film it. Um, I've never seen shots of it, but um, th- they decided it wasn't um, satisfactory. It wasn't convincing enough. I, I don't know if I don't know if it was like a CGI spider that came out to attack him, or if it was like a puppet spider that they used on the soundstage. I don't know. So it was the idea of the, that the, the whole floor was covering like, the cave of this huge spider, and the first time a hole appears, like, like yeah, out he comes. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Because you can get spiders; they're called trapdoor spiders, aren't they? And they and they're just the other side of uh uh the door of their little area. And if something scuttles across it, the door opens, the spider grabs it, pulls it in. Oh, yeah. Jesus. They're called trapdoor spiders. Yeah. Um, so they come up with this chasm idea instead, which, as I say, doesn't make an awful lot of sense because you can't see what's holding up the uh, the stones that are okay to step on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, now they did this by um, the shot when you're looking up and you can see Indy, you know, hanging through. Um, that was done by building a set um, 30 feet above the stage. Okay. So 30 feet above the floor, you've got a, a ceiling with a hole in it. And that was a, they filmed a stuntman uh, coming through and dangling there like that. Right. Okay. Um, added to that was a matte pa- painting of the rest of the ca- cavern. Um, yeah. And then... Also, on separate passes, they also put in all the foreground miniatures that you see there. Also, the cobwebs were then put in separately. The aerial haze and the lighting, they were all added as well. Um, but it as I say... It good, though. I think it still looks like a... Like, if you fall through that, you're not, you're not, you're not going back anywhere. You're, no. you're done. No, 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 no. All right, so he gets across that. And then he comes up to my favorite. The Path of God is my favorite of these effects. Um, um, and I think Harrison Ford is excellent in it, you know, um, because he arrives in this doorway to what looks like a giant chasm and, uh, and I love the way he goes from puzzled. Um, and then he realizes it's, it's got to be a leap of faith. And I like his, oh, geez, (laughs) (laughs) when he's told, yeah, um, it involves faith and, um, and I like his hand to his chest moment, you know, and, and he closes his eyes. It always bugs me when he opens his eyes, he's slightly cross-eyed when he... Um, uh, Is he really? Yeah, yeah, you go back and have a look. He's slightly cross-eyed for some reason. Maybe he's thinking of Elsa, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. his, his, 
his dad was also thinking of her too. The same. Yes. Way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Venice. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that's when he takes that step. He, he he does take the leap of faith. He does take the step, and he he lands on something that he can't see. And it's a, a just a brilliant classic moment when the camera moves to the right. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. can see how it's done. There is a bridge there, but it's so cunningly disguised, you can't see it. And uh, helped greatly by the music. The music is terrific as well. Did, I don't know why. I always, when I watch him, like, like, like Leap of Faith, and he's like, ugh, like, he's like, like, I got the impression for some reason, I don't know why I think this, that Indiana Jones really didn't believe in faith. I really didn't have faith. A You've talked of... about this on your show, haven't you? That yeah. you know he's in denial, even yes. though he has seen, you know, the Ark of the Covenant. Exactly. <laughs> he's seen so much waste stuff that everyone. should make him believe yeah. in faith. But this one, he's like, well, I guess I got to try now. I, I got that impression when he really yeah. took that step. Yeah, yeah. It's a very hand solo disbelieving, you know, hocus yeah. pocus and magic tricks. No, da 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 da. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, now this this idea of this having this bridge that you know is disguised in plain sight is all Steven Spielberg's idea. All right, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I've got a quote from uh, Steven Spielberg um, that I read online. It's not that he wrote to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, he says uh, I thought it would be interesting if somebody hundreds of years ago painted a false perspective on a bridge that matched the terrain two hundred feet below in color and texture. Of course, thinking the idea up and having it sketched was the easy part. We never knew for certain if it would work until ILM got involved and made it happen, right? Yeah. Now, what he's talking about there is they actually originally were going to do it on set in England and do it as a practical effect, okay, okay. rather than ILM stepping in. But um, they, they they thought they could do it, but they it would have cost an awful lot of money for a shot that's there for you know four or five shots. Okay, so okay. so they abandoned that and they handed it over to ILM, and uh, yeah, it's all done as a combination of map paintings and miniatures. All right. Um, now the first bit when Indiana gets there and he looks down and you see this bottomless chasm that was a map painting by a guy by the name of and I I hope I don't. Um, destroy this too much. You say you siggy, okay? And you. <laughs> thank you. And um, so, yeah, that's a painting where you're looking down into the uh, bottomless well of it. And if you look carefully, okay, because this is Indiana Jones's point of view, at the bottom of the frame, you can see his uh, feet, okay, just at the bottom of the frame. Okay. okay, the little ledge that he's standing on in his feet, right? right? That's not Harrison Ford's feet. Okay, they are miniatures. They are miniature feet of Harrison Ford and a miniature ledge. Okay, so is that they... Warwick Davis's feet? Oh, that <laughs> <laughs> they should have done it. They should have got him in for it. Yes, yeah. No, no, no. They found some tiny boots, about one third scale tiny boots. Okay, um, and positioned them over a miniature of the ledge. And they puppeteered them. Somebody had the little job of moving the feet backwards and forwards so it didn't look like it was a pair of boots that were just standing there, you know? That's incredible. Yeah. Now, the rest of the shots involved a model of the bridge, okay? And it was 9 feet tall and 13 feet wide. And it was carved by Paul Houston out of green styrofoam, right? Okay. So... That was the canyon. To paint the bridge, the camera was placed in the starting position of the shot so that Paul could view the model from the same angle as the camera, all right? Right. And what he did was he would look through the camera and then first sketch on the bridge the detail that he saw below. So basically, he was looking through the camera lens and painting the bridge as the camera saw it, all right? (sighs) Wow, yeah, okay. Yeah. So as long as they photographed the bridge from the same angle that Paul was painting it from, it was impossible to tell that the bridge was there. That That is, I mean, who thinks of that? You know? That's well, incredible. ILM. I mean, this is why ILM yeah, yeah. is so great, you know? Yeah, and, and of course, you know, the spell was broken immediately when the camera then moves from that position around to the side and you can see that, uh, yes, it's not, it is a bridge. It is actually there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that camera move... Um, which, you know, it was crucial if you're going to get this to work. Um, The way they did the camera shot when you're looking from the other side of the bridge and you've got Harrison Ford there, okay? Right. 
everything that happens from now on was determined by Harrison Ford because they months earlier in England they had filmed Harrison Ford on blue screen standing there okay right stepping out onto midair okay but of course if you film Harrison Ford on a blue screen and then you superimpose it onto the you know the effects footage there's no shadow, all right? He hasn't got a shadow because he's basically yeah. a blue screenshot. It's it's a cutout. You've got a Harrison Ford cutout, haven't you, which you then superimpose onto your uh, uh, computer imagery, right? Right, right, um, right. But they didn't have a shadow of him, and he would have a shadow because of the light source that's in that scene. He would have a shadow. So instead of, and I love this, instead of just like that, like by computer computer colouring in a shadow for him they made a little miniature of Harrison Ford they made a little mini Indiana Jones and they puppeteered it with a light source okay so you've got the puppet's shadow they filmed the puppet's shadow and then they took the puppet's shadow and put that on there so they watch the footage they've got of Harrison Ford. They then have got a little puppet Harrison Ford, and they match the puppet's movement to what the real Harrison Ford was doing, film that, take the puppet away, keep just the shadow, and then stick the shadow on the top, joining it onto the real Harrison Ford. How brilliant is that? That is so brilliant, but wouldn't it be a lot cheaper just having Harrison Ford come back and just have him do it one little... Yes. <laughs> you would think, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. one little step off, we need your shadow, and then that's it, you know? Maybe his shadow was too expensive. <laughs> he wouldn't come that. back for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Indy gets to the other side of the bridge, and then to help him on his way back, he gets a handful of uh, gravel, doesn't he, and, and, and throws it across the bridge. Which I always thought was just so brilliant. Like, that makes so much sense, you know? Yeah. Now, the way they did that, um, I've got another quote. It says, This shot was created by first filming Harrison on a small mock-up of the ledge that was constructed at the studio in England. Then on a black stage, we shot handfuls of dirt being tossed onto a cloaked platform built in the shape of the bridge. We found the take that best matched the plate of Harrison pretending to throw gravel, then projected the live action into the miniature and matted in the dirt falling onto the bridge shape. This is so complicated. I mean, it looks so really? effortless when you watch it, but there yeah. is so much going in just for the, the 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 simplest of things, you know? For that little tiny scene where it takes, like, what, three seconds to toss gravel? Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So you've got Harrison Ford in England kneeling down and pretending to throw gravel, and then back in America, they make another version of the bridge, which is covered in black cloth, and guys just lobbing gravel until they found one that looked like it matched... Harrison Ford's. It's so much work for something that's... It's blinking you'll miss it, isn't it, literally? Yeah. Yeah. Incredible, though. Seriously, it is. So, right, we've got to fast-forward all the way through Indiana Jones meeting the the Grail Knight and the Grail Knight falling over and everything. And, and, And we go to where Elsa has to choose the Holy Grail for Donovan. Um, now, didn't you say when you did the, either the Elsa episode or the Donovan episode that you thought that Elsa chose the wrong one deliberately to get rid of Donovan? Absolutely, because when you watch the scene where she picks the nice little uh, ruby jewel gold one and she looks at Indy with this look like, don't worry, you know, this isn't the one. Like, she almost like, I talked to him saying he's, he's on his way out. See, I never get that. I, no? I I see that little smirk that she um she gives to Indy as being a ha ha up yours. I'm doing this and not you, sort of thing. You know. See, that's a good way to look at it too. <laughs> yeah, but I tell you, I I tell you the 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 little look she gives that I think proves your point is when Donovan takes that sip and at first he doesn't think anything's happened and then he he, he does this little convulsion yeah. she has a little smirk on her face and i think that is the proof she she yeah i agree she totally gave him the wrong one knowing that that would kill him right yeah so yeah i think she was she i don't know if she wanted to get it herself or just wanted him out of the picture like i don't i don't know i don't know i don't know all right so here we go we go into the big set piece effect of of the end of the film um because yeah he convulses and we we have a shot of the font and then we go back to julian glover and he's got makeup on um to suggest that older yeah yeah which i always think mm, i don't know it looks to me like what it is it is just makeup 
putting shadows on his face to make him look older rather than, you know, what what traditionally you would do, which is put latex appliances on. But yeah, this is true. the first one, it, it, it yeah, it, it, it just looks like, yeah, somebody's got the paint pot out and, and painted him. <laughs> um, he turns around and, and the makeup's heavier. Yeah. And then we've got this rear shot of him. We've got the back of his head and we can see Elsa's reaction. She starts screaming because his hair grows very, very long, very, very fast, doesn't yes. it? Yes, it does. Yes. And then, as you said on your podcast, we have the Doc Brown face. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's Doc. I think they hired Christopher Lloyd for two minutes. He came in to film that scene. <laughs> I, if they didn't and I was Christopher Lloyd, I would sue because, yes, that is Doc <laughs> Brown, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's, yes, it is. Absolutely. It is Doc Brown, and I mean, what we're going to just about to see is terrific, but it is the Doc Brown shot that I've never liked. And I think what it is, the eyes are just too big. They are bulging too much. And I was watching it and thinking, well, why, 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 why? You know, Christopher Lloyd bulges his eyes. That's why, you know, Chris calls him the Doc Brown shot. But (laughs) I think what it is, the eyes don't look real enough. They... They're too white. There's no red rim to it or anything like that, you know. They and they—it's almost comical, isn't it? It's almost like a comedy bulging eyes. Well, it's a cross between Doc Brown and then the cross between Christopher Lloyd and um, and Roger Rabbit. Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When he did that there, yeah. Yeah. And uh, but that's okay because immediately straight after that, everything starts shrinking in, doesn't it? His nose shrinks in, his eyes shrink in, and rots away. And it wasn't until uh, I was looking into, you know, behind the scenes for this. I've never noticed it because I'm always looking at the face. But at the point, straight after, when he's Doc Brown, if you look yeah. at his uniform, it's still okay. It's still normal. But as soon as his face starts rotting, his clothes start rotting Yeah, well. I noticed that too. It's all, everything's getting old on him. Yeah, yeah. And very, very quickly because everything yeah. rots in and, uh, yeah, he dissolves away almost to nothing. Um, Elsa's pulled away by Indy. Um, I don't know how Donovan is still standing up because he's now basically just a skeleton, isn't just he? Just bones, yeah. And how does he... Like, why does he get shot back? Well, he, he punches him or something. Indiana Jones knocks him um, and back against the wall and that's when oh, he kind of okay. like... Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and he smashes into pieces, doesn't he? Yeah, he's done. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And then we have the... He chose poorly line, which always used to get a laugh in the cinema. Well, isn't it when he when he falls apart too, and then the wind blows by? Isn't there like a little Nazi symbol pin on the? Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. It's it's a very um, Hammer Dracula thing. Hammer Dracula films very often used to finish with Dracula, you know, turning into dust, and the dust would blow away, leaving his Dracula ring, this ring with a D on it. In this in this case, yeah, it the Nazi pin badge that he had on his lapel. Is uh, is left behind, isn't it? Because this is, I always thought, like, even in Raiders, remember when and when it's in that crate and then mm-hmm. the Nazi symbol burns up a little bit. I always thought that this is God's way of like, of just like showing us, don't be a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's it. That's that. That's him over. Donovan's over. Um, um, so that's the end of our special effects for today. But now I've got quite a bit of information on how they did this. Now you guys mentioned it, didn't you, when you did the Donovan? Um, you were saying about this was an innovative shot, the death of Donovan, because yeah. it was all. It was the first time CGI uh, was used in this way. And yeah. uh, and and you're absolutely right. Um, now this idea of somebody aging to death and turning into dust um, was originally going to be in Raiders of the Lost Ark. All the Nazis at the end that all get fried by that, you know, lightning stuff, you know, they were all meant to die this way. They were all meant to age rapidly and turn into dust and then blow away. But back then in 1980, they didn't have the technology to do it. But I was, was going to def- say, or the money, I guess. That would have cost a lot of money to make every character... Yeah, they dropped up, it, yeah. and that's when they went to, you know, the lightning deaths instead. But that was George Lucas and Steven Spielberg's idea uh, back then, and it, and it was just put to the back, and it was resurrected in this film because technology had improved to the stage where it was doable. Right. Um, but Spielberg made things a bit more complicated, and I've got another quote from Steven, and he says... 
I would not agree to Donovan's destruction unless it could all be done on camera in one continuous shot. I just did not want to have a series of cutaways so that the person could be advanced in makeup. We've all seen that, and I think and I think people do have a level of expectation with these movies. They expect to see certain things that have not been seen before. Also, the minute they know ILM is involved, they have a very high expectation that the people up there will somehow top themselves. So things like having the decomposition in one shot are important. I think the ILM crew would be disappointed in me if I did not offer them a challenge like that. Huh. Okay. So, yeah, he passes across to the ILM. Boys, come on, Donovan's going to die, and it's going to be in one continual shot. You don't... Like, like like we had, I mean, you know, two years ago when we were doing Raiders Lost Ark, where you have, you know, uh, the destruction of, of Belloc and Tot, you know, that was a series of cutaways and then you'd cut back and then you've, you know, you've moved to the next level of makeup or, or, or prop head, haven't you? But yeah. no, this time it's like, no, the camera doesn't cut away. And, and from the moment, you know, we cut back from the back of, um, you know, his his head with all the hair growing longer right. um, um, and we have Doc Brown face. That's all without cutting away. That all happens, you know, in camera. So to do this, the guy in charge of it was called Mike McAllister. He and his team had to use three different methods. All right. All right. So here we are. This is going to go on a bit. Um, the first method, the first thing they had to do was film Julian Glover. And it took three days to do it. They had to shoot all the scenes with Julian Glover. And it says it began with six takes with progressively older makeup. Then another day with inflating pads taped to his forehead and cheekbones. As these were pumped full of air, his eyes seemed to recede into their sockets. To make him grow instant long grey hair, he was fitted with a wig... So when you see the back of his head and you've got Elsa screaming at him, that is still Julian Glover. That's not a fake head and shoulders. It, That's actually Julian Glover. It did Glover. look like a, like a prop dummy kind of thing. Too. No, apparently, no, it's Julian Glover wearing a wig into which the hair was drawn back mechanically. All right. Then the <laughs> okay. film was run backwards at high speed to make it look like it's coming out of his head. All right. Wow. Okay. Um, the next bit was these puppet heads for the actual decom decomposition, okay, um, you had three of them, and I'll talk about them in a minute. And then thirdly, to blend all the heads together uh, seamlessly. That is the trick that had never been done to this extent before, all right? Okay. So, here we go. A bit lengthy, this, but bear with me, Chris. Okay. Right. Two, right, here we go. This is makeup supervisor Stephen Dupuy talking. He says, when Donovan starts aging, you see him from behind as his hair grows long. That initial shot was done in England. Then they cut back to a reverse shot over Elsa's shoulder. That's where we came in with Donovan already aged slightly. We took a head cast of Julian Glover and made a latex head built on top of a torso. Inside this head were motion-controlled mechanics designed by Kelly Lepp... Kelly Lepkowski. The first head went through program moves that made Donovan's cheeks suck in and his nose go back so they looked a little like the Phantom of the Opera. When that head reached its most decayed position, we took a cast of it and made a second head. We attached that head to the same motion-controlled rig and made it age even further. Donovan's nose went completely in, the eyelids shriveled up and went inside his head, and the mouth curled back even more. At that point, he looked like a mummy, and from this, we cast the third head. The, two, for the first two heads had simple foam latex skins, but the third one was more compli complicated because it had to shrivel down to a skeleton. We started with a grey skull underneath. Over that, I needed material that would shrivel up under heat like sarin wrap. I looked at different materials and finally just took styrofoam cups and melted them in a solvent until I got a liquid. Then I painted this liquid on the inside of the mould for the third head. When that dried, I had a very thin plastic skin that served as the outside skin of the face. Between this skin and the grey skull underneath, we placed pieces of shrink-harder plastic that shrinks when you heat it. We cut out pieces in worm-like configurations and pasted them on the inside of the skin so that when the face was heated up, those things would shrivel and curl and open up the skin. They look basically like a bunch of maggots. Pretty gross, but on screen you do not really see much of it. Then it says, all three heads were placed on the same motion control rig so that they would go through the exact same motions in the frame. 
we needed to have the three heads in perfect register for editing. As Donovan disintegrated, we wanted to be able to cut from the first head to the second at the best possible point, and then from the second head to the third. By having all three heads go through the exact same motion in the frame, we could then choose any point to make the transitions between them. Once the puppeteered heads were filmed, the next step was to blend them together using computer morphing. We first used the morphing technique during Willow for the, transforma for the transformation of Rizelle from a goat to an ostrich to a turtle to a tiger yeah. and then to a human yeah. being. On Willow, they had the benefit of cutaways, plus the animals were so dissimilar in shape that no one could say how they would actually transform. But for Indiana Jones, we had to transform a human face, something that the people were very familiar with, and we had to make our shots look as realistic as possible. The other major difference was that on Willow, they only morphed individual elements, which were then composited optically. But for Indy, we set out to create an image that was almost completely composited inside the computer, so that what we scanned back out was essentially the final shot. As far as I know, this is the first time anyone has ever accomplished this type of digital compositing for a full-screen live-action image. And that's it. That's history being made. That's the first time any had done it and when they had done it that was the final thing you never had to add anything more that was the final wow. shot then and there you know yeah um and then the last bit i've got is for his destruction um when indy shoves him against the wall okay um to, to come up with that effect they made a skeleton right um a hollow skeleton made out of a brittle plastic and inside the hollow bones, they filled it with fuller's earth and a ground glass product called cabisil. And then they hung it uh, on wires, almost like a marionette, okay? And then they just swung it into the, into the wall and it would shatter and then all the dust inside would come out. Right. And apparently it took a few takes to do that because sometimes, you know, one bone wouldn't break and it would just be hanging on the wire, you know, so they had a few takes to get that, but that's how ultimately uh, he fell to pieces. All right. And I was gonna say, like, I was gonna say once and done, I guess, but I guess not. If you if it didn't work, they had to remake it again and again and again. Yeah, but they had molds, and it was just a very okay. thin plastic. So yeah, it would have only taken you know, taken you know half a day to make another one, and you could okay. go again later on that day. But uh, that's it. I mean, that, that that that's the effects of of the end of Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade. I mean. These effects we've just been talking about, do you prefer the, this sequence over, say, the end of Raiders? Because Raiders is more your traditional cutaways and makeups. But how effective do you think this one is compared to that one? I I guess Raiders is, I don't know, is, since, I don't know, because I like them both. Like, I don't like, I guess I like Raiders effects better than, than this one, but this one doesn't bother me. Like, some of the effects, yeah, they look, you know, like they could have done better, but they really don't bother me that much. I prefer the Raiders ones because the Raiders ones are nastier. You've got, you yeah. know, you've got, you know, a melting head. You've got a shriveling head. You've got an exploding head. You've got <laughs> bendy fingers, you know. There's bendy, no bendy yeah. fingers in this shot. That may, may, no. Maybe I would have liked it more if there had been more bendy fingers, you know. And, if, and I guess in Raiders, when the glasses, you know, fall down on the face because there's no more nose. That, that's always a plus. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just something about that. And again, this is why I prefer Raiders over all the others. There's just, there's, it's just a brilliant balance of you've got very dark elements, but you've got dark humor. And you're absolutely right. The glasses falling down Tot's face yeah. as he melts makes yeah. absolute sense. And it's just a, a really dark, humorous moment, isn't it? The guy's absolutely. face is melting off of his skull. Yeah. But you think that's funny, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's, and there's no nose to hold up the glasses anymore. No, you know, no, 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 no. So, yeah. So this sequence, then, Chris, what do you think of it? Um, um, you know, what would you give it out of ten? See, now I was telling the wife earlier. I said I always have this problem with rating, rating the effects against the movie because yeah, it's indie. I can't give this a four. All right. Well, well, five is average, all right? One is the right. worst thing you've ever seen. Ten is the best you've ever seen. And five is just average. It's average. I and, and you know me. I am going to give you... You better have that a calculator. Okay? Okay. Because <laughs> I'm going to give gonna you a give, rating. You're going to give me a complicated rating. You always give me a complicated rating. I don't rating. know if it's going to be complicated because because you're right. I can't give it... I can't give it a, a ten or a nine or anything because there were some, some effects that... that that aren't that great, but I'm going to do this. I'm not giving it a seven. 
Right. I'm giving this a 6.89 because this came out in 1989. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you. I knew you knew it would make no. me have to get my calculator out. <laughs> I knew it. Well, I get. I can't give it a seven. It, there's there's some stuff that needs some work, I guess, here and there. But mm. six point eight nine final final rating. Well, I I've given it an eight, so I'm I'm a lot Ooh. higher than you. Yeah. Okay. It, it it might have been higher still, but I don't like those blades at the beginning. Yeah. You know those blades and, don't work. Yeah, and Doc Brown's eyes are distracting. Um, all right, so eight plus six point. I'm glad I got my calculator because it was you today. It's like bring your calculator, Eric. That's right. Right. That's 14.89, divide that by 2, 7.445. So we'll say 7.45, all right? I think that works for what it is. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. I'll have to look on the Facebook page and find out just what we gave the rating for Raiders of the Lost Ark. I hopefully, hopefully it's better than this one, I guess. Hopefully we didn't, you know, make a mistake. <laughs> well, we might have. We might have, yeah. So, well, excellent. Thank, th- thanks for coming along today, Chris. Well, thanks for having me. It's it's always I love when you ask me to be on because it's always it's always a good time. Well, next time, don't 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 say anything now, but have a think about it, have a ponder what you would like to talk about next time because you know this was me today saying, "Do you want to do this?" Um, how about next time you choose one? I I will, and I have one of mine, and it's gonna hurt. That's all I'm gonna say. It's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt. Yeah. All right. Okay. Don't say anything now. I won't. All right. I won't. Let's leave that as a tease for the listener, shall we? Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Chris. And uh, for having me. Hopefully, be speaking to you soon. Yes. Right. Cheers then. Take care. Bye bye.